Hello and welcome to Ribbon Tide Dreams, a queer as fuck podcast with me, Miss Gina. In this episode, I will be going through all of the songs I've ever written and released. Starting from the start, I want to go through the writing techniques, the meanings behind the songs, and just give these songs some justice that they deserve. I'm really proud of these songs, and I want their stories to live on. And because it's NZ Music Month, why not appreciate my music? Firstly, hey everyone, this is episode five. Thank you for listening. Um, Thank you to everyone on Patreon who has started paying a dollar a month or more uh, to help the continuation of this podcast. Uh, Your support means a lot to me. Uh, How are you? I hope you're well. I'm really, really good. I have been super busy um, over the last couple of months has been an interesting change in my life. I feel like um, my Saturn return has definitely finished. Um, If you know astrology, you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm 29 now, and the next chapter in my life has definitely begun. I recently quit my job in Hospo at a cafe, uh, just got up and left, literally stormed out. I told the head chef that he was a sexist pig and he needed to treat women better. Yes, I am that bitch. Um, it was a long time coming, big story. There was a lot of stuff going on at work. He wasn't treating people nicely. The owners were underpaying me, overworking me. I had enough. I'd spoke up multi- multiple times and nothing was changing. So I decided to get up and leave. And it was the best decision I ever made. Um, the reason why I left as well, um, I can't talk about it just yet, but hopefully later on in the year, you will see why I left uh, my job for a project. Um, and what else has been going on? Oh my gosh, I um, have started Uber driving again just to earn a bit of money, um, which I I like the freedom of Uber driving because I get to be my own boss and I can work when I want. When I need to earn money, I go out and earn it. It is a lot of, um, you need a lot of self-control and motivation to actually work because you can become lazy. But as well as that, I got a job at Kaluzi Cabaret in Auckland uh, on K Road, which is owned by Keita and Anita. And I'm one of the bar managers there now. And Sadly, I don't get to have Friday and Saturday nights off anymore, but this is an opportunity that I've been waiting for to get involved in the drag scene a little bit more. Uh, It's the hospo side of things, which I am good at and I do love. Um, And just being in this environment of, yeah, drag and cabaret and nightlife, it's really amazing. And so I'm very, very happy with that kind of stuff. Now, I know that my podcasts have been a little bit all over the place with scheduling. I'm trying to be better at this and force myself to make at least one podcast a month. Um, I used to live on the internet. I've been on the internet since I was before 14, 15, you know, more than 10 years. That's like 13, 14 years. Um, I grew up on MySpace, then Bebo, and then YouTube. And, you know, I was making YouTube videos since I was 18. That's more than 10 years of my life. And 
I was constantly trying to build my audience. At one point, I was New Zealand's most subscribed YouTuber. I I was one of the first to reach 5,000 in New Zealand at the time. And that sort of translated over to making my music and the birth of Paddy Boy. But I feel like over the last two or three years, I have just sort of like been a bit lazy with my online content and just engaging with people. So I'm trying to force myself to make more podcasts, also make YouTube videos again. So I want to be doing some more painted by videos where I get other drag artists to um, paint my face in their drag style and sort of showcase other New Zealand drag artists. Oh my God, I'm so windy. I've also got a sore throat, so sorry if this is a bit of a croaky podcast. Um, so I'm just really wanting to push more content, especially with my drag. I'm wanting to elevate my drag a bit more. I feel like I've, I mean, I've been doing drag for like four years, over four years, and I have just been sitting in a safe zone, partially to do with being trans. I kind of rely on just my own face, and I don't really push myself to create a more campy or more deeper drag aesthetic so I'm wanting to push that a bit further this year um oh I've also forgot to say I did my first hosting gig for a drag show recently uh very big thanks to Hugo Girl from Wellington they asked me to host Biohazard which was a hyper queen drag show and they asked me to host I was amazed and it was really, I was nervous for the first time in a very long time. I mean, I can get on stage, I can do a show, that's fine. But having to like host the entire night for two hours on a microphone, um, a, a lot of the things were noted and scripted that Hugo wanted me to add in. So I had to try and remember lines. And um, I, I'm happy. I'm very proud. I did well. And thank you so much to everyone who was there and who has messaged me or said to me IRL um, that I did a good job because that means a lot. Like I was quite nervous. I did know that I could do it. It was just remembering the lines. And if there was an awkward thing that happened, I was able to pick myself up and just keep on going. And um, I, th I think I managed to do well. And I'm excited to host again. I think um, I think I've found my the thing I like doing next. You know. Um, above drag performing even. So I'd like to do more hosting. Anyway, that's enough rambling. Um, if you would like to help me continue this podcast, paying for it, please become a Patreon. Um, it is MXGina on all social media. And um, all right, let's get into the subject of this podcast. So if you'd like to play through along with me, if you have the time, if not, don't worry about it. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to pause the podcast and listen to each song over again, just to refresh my memory on what the song is and what the meanings are. And I'm hopefully just going to transport my brain back to that time when I was creating those songs and really tell you what was going on. Because honestly, I've changed a lot over 10 years. I mean, as most people do. And some of these songs, I wrote them from a very dark place or a very artistic place. And the songs that I wrote then, I would never be able to write now. A lot of I have a lot of new followers um, who may not even have heard these songs before. And also people that have listened to them. I would like to, to talk to you guys and tell you what the meanings are for personally for me. And maybe spill some tea about who they're about. Um, so anyway, sorry for all the rambling. Oh my gosh, let's get into it. First up, a song that I wrote 
disco erection. Now, a lot of people know me from this. Um, It was a bizarre time. I was 19 years old. I had been making videos for a couple of years, almost. Living in Auckland, I had just moved up here. I followed a lot of people on YouTube who were making music. Jeffree Star, Chris Crocker, Danny Noriega, a.k.a. Adore Delano. Um, There was one called Johnny Boy XO as well. There were all these very queer, feminine gay males who, not all all of them, I mean, not many of them could sing apart from Danny, Adore. Um, They were making these hyper-sexualized electronic pop songs and releasing them and sort of like pretending that they were pop stars. I wanted to do that because... For me, I've been writing songs since I was like eight. I remember having a Casio keyboard and writing songs to little beats. And anyway, now that I was kind of established on YouTube, I also had a lot of friends in Auckland. So Disco Erection basically was just me wanting to kind of take the piss and kind of be like these online celebrities. The name kind of just came to me one day. I wanted it to be Disco because Lady Gaga was around at the time. And then the erection part, I honestly don't know. It just kind of popped into my head one day. Now, a lot of the lines in the song are actually in-jokes between me and my friends. Um, For instance, uh, Sorted Out DJ, uh, my friend Tanani, was on Shorten Street as an extra, and he had the line, Sorted Out DJ, and so I put that in there. Um, Bend and suck, get fucked. Um, The get fucked part was not written originally. It was when I was playing the demo to my friends, um, they said get fucked out loud and I said, oh, I'll keep that in. Um, you just got node was also something a friend of mine, Jadine, and also I think James Luck at the time, um, aka Electroshock, yes, Queen, um, said you just got node and that was some sort of internet meme, you just got node. And so I put that in there and the song was just stupid. It really was. And it was, it was an in-joke between me and friends and also... It was only online. Now, 10 years ago, so I was 20 by the time I released Disco Erection. Um, Just saying, this is, you know, gives you a bit of an idea of, I was 20, okay, I was very young. Um, This was around the time where the internet was still very separate to, like, mainstream life. I could post something on the internet, on Twitter, on Facebook, and the only people that would ever see it was people that had the internet and had those social media accounts. And this is also before social media was called social media. And so you could get away with anything. I still went to work and had a, you know, day job and whatnot. And then on the internet, I was Patty Boy. So different. And Patty Boy was just my stage name. It was a nickname that I had since I was a teenager. Um, and yeah, Patty Boy just became the thing. And so I released that and yeah, it was just so silly. And then it was weird because it wasn't until like a year or two later that Disco Erection started becoming, or started going viral within the Auckland gay community. And I wasn't really a part of it. I just had my own friends and stuck to myself and only started going clubbing. Yeah, like when I was like 19, 20, just every now and again. And I remember excuse me, going to a party once and there was all these sort of, you know, seeing people and they recognised me like from the internet and this was a thing that was becoming more of, more, you know, more, bleh, becoming more of a thing. And it was then when I started to realise, oh, like, 
yeah, I'm becoming this persona online, but it's translating over to, to the real world. And obviously a lot of people were making fun of me because of this time and so on and so forth, but it is what it is. And I made it for a laugh. It still is a laugh to me. And there was nothing else behind a sky erection. Next up is my first official release, Wear Your Colours. This song is super special to me. I started writing this not long after Disco Erection, actually. And what's funny is I was starting to write it around the time when Lady Gaga announced Born This Way. And I realized that the two songs had a very similar um, meaning. But I totally started writing it first. I will just say that. The thing with this song is the reception was incredible. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. I had so many people from around New Zealand message me, thanking me for inspiring them to come out in their own way and be themselves. The truth is I myself was still a very insecure person. I wrote this song as a message to myself trying to inspire myself to find my path, be myself, wear your colours, which is obviously a metaphor um, for wearing your personality on the outside. This song came together so well. I came up with the demo, wrote most of the lyrics, and I put a rap in there because I really wanted um, to rap. (laughs) Um, And it was just missing something. I wanted it to be more professional sounding. And my one of my friends, good friends, uh, Levi Patel, who has become a very talented musician, I got him and his friend Matt to help me produce this. I took them the demo, broke down all, the, all of the different instruments that I had created, the different drums, the electronic parts. They recreated the whole thing for me. Same chords, same progression, everything. All the same sounds, just better. I recorded it um, with them and let them do all the work, basically. And I thank Levi Patel and Matt. Oh, Matt, no, 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 no. I can't remember his name. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Um, it was years ago. It was like, oh my, yeah, nine years ago. Girl. Um, thank you for putting this song together for me. This was my first official release as Patty Boy. And in a way, the song was written to everyone that doubted me as Patty Boy from Disco Erection as a serious musician. Now, I may not be the best singer in the world, but I'm a good lyricist and I can produce music. I can write music. And so, thanks, Autotune. Um, There's a lot on this track. That was out of my control. Um, But this track is just the staple of my music career. I can still listen to it today and just feel warm inside um, as you can, you may have seen the music video, I'm very like, I'm forcing myself to put on these colors and be crazy and be gay. Um, when that wasn't really who I was, but it was just trying to push the boundaries a bit more and inspire others. And that it did. I know it, it is a humble brag, but the amount of people that have messaged me thanking me for putting that out, I mean, that even just one person messaging means I was doing the right thing. And thank you. We're your colours. 
Now, I will be completely honest here. Some of the progression in Wear Your Colors was inspired by Bad Romance, not going to lie. And also the breakdown of Wear Your Colors, where it's like, yeah, you get the point, um, was inspired by the breakdown in Call Your Girlfriend by Robin. So I definitely have taken elements of songs that I love uh, into my own. Um, don't sue me, plagiarism. Ew. Next up is a wild party song <laughs> called Buzzy. Now, I was 21 when this came out. This was complete opposite direction of Wear Your Colors. I wanted to just have fun. I wanted to experiment more with electronic music and tea. Um, this was a when Chronic, the illegal high, was around and totes had it a couple of times then had one bad trip and never tried synthetic cannabis again because that is bad but I was 21 and I kind of wrote part of the song on that one night the idea just came to me buzzy is kind of like this slang word back in the day in New Zealand well that's buzzy you know so buzzy and um yeah I just wanted to make a song called buzzy out of you know like a teen slang word and having a good time and the lyrics are so cheesy in this song but it's super fun it's my mum said it was one of her favorite songs of mine actually just because it does have like a nice four chord beat it's nice progression um it's a dance song the dubstep breakdown in this was definitely inspired by um hold it against me by britney when that came out i started to mess around with the tools and um try and recreate that and so yeah buzzy is a fun song <laughs> okay next up this is a big one <sighs> unicorn oh my gosh where do i begin with this one unicorn is so special to me it's this bubblegum pop song with an element of rock in the chorus. I have this like electric guitar sound going. Some of my favorite parts of this is there's a harp, there's a violin, there's the piano. There's so many little real sounding instruments that I put into this. Obviously, it's all computerly done and electronic, but it's still the production of it and putting the plugins on the software that I use there's a lot of production that goes behind it. Months and months of work. Now, the chord progression in this, I did um, borrow from someone on MySpace who I was following at the time. And I did ask them, can I use this chord progression? I really like it. It fits the lyrics to a song that I've started writing called Unicorn. Now, I, I, built, I think that I started writing this about my ex at the time, my first boyfriend. His name was Corey. Um, we had a big falling out, big breakup, blah, 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 blah. But the song, the lyrics are just so fairy tale. They're so cheesy. And it's about wanting that fairy tale happy ending with someone so desperately that it becomes sick. Um, but the song eventually became about my friend Levi. He knows if he's listening, um, who I produced Wear Your Colors with me. Um, Levi is a straight male. And at the time, obviously, I was identifying as a gay male and I had the biggest crush on him. And the bridge of the song where 
I talk about like, I'll never forget the night I held you, you held my hand in the bar um, was from an actual thing. We went out to a bar and he was holding my hand and I was like, oh my God, maybe he is into me. But uh, I looked into it too much and was very ODT. But that's who it's about and the lyrics in the song I'm so proud of. They're so cheesy and lovely and I just adore them. Now, one of the smartest lyrics I've ever written is in this song. The part where I say you and I see Aurora end. Basically, I'm saying you and I see the Aurora in the sky at the end of the night. I'm actually spelling unicorn. U-N-I-C-O-R-N. You and I see Aurora end. Um, I think that's really smart. I still to this day, I'm like, bam, I did that. I spelt unicorn while saying a nice little phrase. Um, anyway, that's unicorn. Ah. Oh, girl, now it's time to burn the closet, baby. Oh, Margot, what a bop. Um, I will first off say that, yes, the music in that sounds very professional. That is because this is the first song that I've ever purchased the instrumental for. So I had released three songs by now um, and I know that my production skills aren't up there. And so I started writing this song, Burn the Closet. The, the meaning is pretty as it sounds. It's about wanting to, there to be no closet for sexuality. Imagine if we never had to go in a closet to begin with and have to come out. You know, heterosexual people don't have to announce that they're straight. Why do queer people have to announce that they're gay, bi, lesbian, etc., etc.? So the song is what it is. Um, very nice lyrics. It's kind of like We Your Colors 2.0, basically. I'm a bit more mature for with this song. Um, I'm 22. And so I really wanted to just add, write another nice song <laughs> about being queer. Um, and so, yeah, the melody in the song is really nice. Now, I got a lot of help um, from my friend, well, not a lot, a little bit of help, most of it's me, um, my friend Joshua Lee, who is a incredible singer. He sings in church and he's just this amazing, talented singer. And he helped me with my vocals on this, getting the right kind of notes, the nice ad-libs, the harmonising, and it's definitely you can definitely hear it in this song that um, I'm getting those notes a lot better and clearer. And also one of my favourite raps that I've ever done is in this. Um, it's just so cool. Like, um, how does it go? I never got invited to the cool parties. How's a young boy even supposed to know that he's meant to play dress up in dancer girls' clothes? Like, it's just, yeah, it's definitely the song is singing to my younger self that if you want to play with Barbies, if you want to dress up in girls' clothes, do it. And, I might just add that I released the song at 22. I It wasn't until a few more years later that I came out as transgender. So listening to the lyrics now is interesting that I'm touching on these s subjects about gender here when I thought I was just talking about me being a bit more feminine. But in fact, like, yeah. I was referencing my young, to my, talking about my younger self, who was always a feminine person. So that's kind of interesting, listening to Burn the Closet now. Wow. Hmm. Cool. Very cool. All right. What's next? Okay. Oh, my God. So up next is my first EP. Now, the collection of songs in this 
just came together over many, many months. Like, okay, I'm about 23 now and I've just constantly been writing songs. I still have so many lyrics and titles unreleased. I was just, when I'd go to work or whatever, out and about, I'd just be constantly, my mind was just creating stories and song titles and lyrics. And over the course of at least six months to a year, I left Auckland, I travelled around New Zealand for a while, just in the back of my car, oh no, it started raining, sorry if the microphone's picking that rain up, damn rain, Um, I left my job and I was travelling around New Zealand for five weeks, living in my car, seeing everything and just being a little bit of a gypsy to be honest, Um, and sort of before this and during this and even then after it, I came back to Auckland, there was just this collection of songs that I'd started writing and I had never done an EP. I was always releasing one song at a time, but I had all of these different ideas and I had five songs that stood out and I wanted to just put them together because each of these five songs, they weren't big enough to be singles on their own because I sort of produced them very quickly all together. But each and every one of them, for some reason, they all sound very different, but they fitted together. And they became diary entries because each song was like a separate entry into a diary, a different perspective on life, a different era of me. And I'm very proud of this one, my first EP, Diary Entries. Oh my goodness, this song has so much tea. Um, The song is simply beautiful. I love just a piano, drums, a little synth, and that was it. I love the melody in this song. Those four chords are really beautiful. And the lyrics in this song, I was very lonely. And this was probably my first big experience with depression in my life. And so it's a very sad song. I, as as I said, I was, I think I was just turning 20. I think I was still 22 when I wrote this. Um, and the tea is, it's about a best friend that I fell in love with at the time, and that was Zach. Hey, y'all. Um, and just about, like, in the city, um, Zach was becoming a bit of a socialite and having more friends and becoming more popular, and there I was, sort of fading in the background, and it was a lot about jealousy and just yeah, getting really down on myself and sort of doubting myself as a person and how I wanted to be in my best friend's life more than just friends. And that's a big no-no. You should never fall for your best friend. Um, But I did. And so I wrote the song and it's just truth. It's exactly how I was feeling at the time. And yeah, I mean, the story about me and Zach goes on to more things. If you know us, if you don't, whatever. But this is just about the song. So that's what the song is about at that time. Next, oh, seizure. Wow, okay, so seizure is this chaotic, hyper, loud, messy song. I wrote this in observation of younger people getting into the club, aka family bar, um, who would go in and get messed up. Like, I'm talking just like beyond drunk uh, observation of people taking drugs and just getting fucked up to the point where they weren't in control of themselves anymore 
Some of the lyrics in here were about a person who I won't name just in case, but at the time, so at the time I was like 22, um, observation of this 16-year-old boy who started getting into drag to go into the club. I don't think this person um, does this anymore, like drag, or I haven't seen them in a while, but they, yeah, would get into drag, get into the club, get completely off their face, and I just felt sorry for them um, that they, yeah, they had no one to look out for them. And so the song was just about that, basically, that people seem to feel the need to just get shit-faced, to have a good time, and they're not looking after their bodies and themselves. And so I embodied that with the song, the instrument the instrumental of the song is loud and electronic and crazy the lyrics near the end i start to like screamo slash just get crazy um the one of the best lyrics i've ever written again is in this um she's a mess like red wine on a wedding dress i thought that was amazing that's seizure next is robot freaks Damn, this song pops. Like, okay, this song I wrote when I started to become aware of who I was as an artist and what people thought of me in the Auckland queer scene. I felt like an outsider for many reasons. Um, One, because I was different, always have been. And no matter how hard I tried to be like other people to fit in, it never worked. And so this song is fully just me shading the fuck out of the Auckland gay scene. Like, this is around, this is around the time when gays would always bleach their hair, shave the sides. Like, I did that as well. You know, this was a time where I wanted to say to everyone who was talking about me behind my back, but when I'd bump into them in family... They'd be like, oh, hey, Patty boy, yes, hey, da, da, da. you know, they'd be nice to me. But then I hear shit about people talking shit about me. I can't sing, like, I'm not talented. Like, do I think I'm famous? Da, 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 da. And so I was just like, this, like, I'm just over it. Like, I am myself. I'm not going to be like you. So I made this song. It's like a tongue in cheek, like, you're all robots. You're all the same. Um, one of the lyrics in the song where I say, um, roll the dice because i i'll let you roll the dice because i don't want to play your game like that's so good um and yeah y'all robot freaks and i'm not (laughs) okay now is obsessed um this is this is an interesting one wow listening to that is um super intense that (laughs) the production of that song is really dark i um love what i did with the music and i mean the lyrics are very clear (laughs) um there's no metaphors in that at all it's just this is how it is so that song um actually wrote it it would have been almost two years after my ex um at the time so my first boyfriend who clearly broke my heart and um i was still not over it i had i had had another boyfriend since him um and i had slept with people and nothing could i couldn't move on to be honest my first boyfriend was just in my mind and i couldn't believe that he betrayed me and broke my heart and what did i do wrong and i was obsessed 
And so writing this song was so therapeutic. The lyrics are black and white. I say exactly how it is, how I felt, everything that happened. The song starts off with me talking about the night, the, one of the first, actually second night, <laughs> that I ever felt suicidal, which was when he wanted to break up with me and he went out and hung out with friends and I was left alone in an apartment on a Friday night and I was smoking and drinking and alone and yeah, I wanted to kill myself. Not fun. Um, so that was, the song was just singing about my depression at the time from a couple of years earlier and just getting over it. And when I released the song, people were like, holy crap, you really talked about this in the song. And I was like, yeah, I needed to get it out of my system. And that's one thing about songwriting is for artists, it can be so therapeutic to get these stories out of your head and put them in a song and release it. And it releasing a song is actually so metaphorical for releasing it from your body. And that's what I did with this song. So thanks, bitch. Now for the final song on the EP is Diary Entry, which is what the EP is called, Diary Entries. Um, and yeah, let's have a listen. Wow, listening to this is so nice. I mean, the piano in this is beautiful. Um, it was played by my friend Levi Patel, who helped with Wear Your Colours again. So he, I needed some help with the piano, and he played that for me. And then I put the drums and beat over top of it. The song was originally going to be called Dim My Light, um, and then it changed to Diary Entry because it became that. Um the lyrics in this are, again, just like a self-confidence-building song for me, just to say, hey, you've been writing songs since you were eight, you left school at 16, you know, you've been working since 15 to do what you love, keep doing it, keep being Patty Boy. Oh, well, Patty Boy's gone, and oh, uh, Miss Gina now. Um, and just to enjoy life and believe in yourself, and this is a really nice song. The... Um, the vocals are not the best, obviously, uh, thanks auto-tune. I mean, I just kind of sang it nakedly. You know, it's very raw, um, this song, but it is what it is. It's a diary entry into my life, and listening to that now is nice to, to remind myself that this is what I've always wanted to do. Um, so, nice one, um, 23-year-old Patty back then. You did that. You did that. Oh, girl, are you ready for this one? It's a crowd favourite. It's Taste My Pop. What can I say? This song fucking slaps. <laughs> this was honestly such a fun song. So my EP before this was very serious. Um, and so this was about a year later. I, I was just back into this party mode, like... After not fitting in with the scene in Auckland for a few years, I found a new group of friends. Some of them were old friends, and we were just this collective of different people. We would party every weekend together and just have fun, and I was so happy with life. And my best friend, Jacob Bina, at the time, and it was like Tanani Fridays, this group of people. It, it's just the song wrote itself basically the lyrics in there are ridiculous they're sexual they're stupid they're over the top this was this was me going back to patty boy disco erection days where it was just just make a song that's fun and stupid and people are going to get drunk and dance to and that was the goal um it's very much inspired by sort of brook candy that sort of like hip-hop beat um 
it was just fun. And yeah, there is some tea in there, some shade. Uh, you're not tea, it's fucking shade, bitch. Um, which I thought was smartly written. Um, and I was denying it for so many years. Um, where I'm just like, when I'm at the party, no time for a latte, spilling the tea while I'm getting buzzy. Like, because I was talking about like only drink ex- espresso. And I did say espresso in it because we we're kind of shading Express magazine at the time. Um, and because it was the time, there was this big like rift between like me and Zach. We had a falling out and like we were like enemies in this scene. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to be shady. And it fucking worked. It was funny. And I mean, we're fine now, me and Zach. But like, yeah, it was some shade and toast my pop. And also the name. I think, I th- honestly, there was someone on Grinder that messaged me and their bio was something about like taste this pop. And... I literally, that's how I got the title for it. I was like, taste my pop. Um, because pop music is amazing. And Patty Boy wanted to keep writing fun pop music. And the song was ridiculous. That's all it is. It's a, It comes on at every party I'm at. Anyway, next up, literally I think I released the song within the same month. Um, another serious song, but one of my probably the best song I've ever produced in terms of music, the instrumental. I'm really proud of this. It is My Heart is a Diamond. As you can hear, that production was stunning. I'm just, I'm going to say it. I'm really proud of myself. I took a lot of inspiration from EDM producers um, like Zed mainly, um, and I really just pushed myself to get the sound good. I stepped my pussy up. This song was sort of like the big last, the big one of the biggest songs that I've ever done, and I'm happy. the The message behind it was basically I was still hurting from having a fallout with Zach, and the song has a lot of tea in there that's just sort of calling him out, um, and just trying to move on and be strong, and tell myself that my heart is a diamond it's tough you can't break it no one can anymore like this is it and i actually found this little um heart-shaped diamond little necklace in a op shop um while i was writing the song and so it kind of it's in the video actually and it yeah kind of just like happened that way and i love this song yeah it's an edm powerhouse sad song bop that makes you want to dance and I think I was really proud with the lyrics in it. Yeah. All right. And then the last release as Patty Boy um, was an EP. Now, I had, as I say, said earlier, I've got so many songs that I've written that are unreleased, just even just titles of songs or even just like a chorus or a verse and da-da-da-da-da. With my songwriting songs just come together like jigsaw puzzles i will have bits and pieces of a song and then put them together and i'm like oh that works or whatever or sometimes i'll come up with instrumentals first and then write music to it or the other way around it's just all over the place i had a few songs that kind of fitted this theme that was alice in wonderland i've been obsessed with alice in wonderland since i was a kid um and it just started to have this theme. The first song, Rabbit Hole, obviously. A lot of lyrics referencing Rabbit Hole. And 
let's just go into it. <laughs> this was my first like conceptual EP that ev- all, the whole song, all the songs, bleh, my English, all of the songs fitted together to tell a story. My amazing production skills. Also, if you listen to the album in order, the songs fade into each other perfectly. Um, they overlap. Uh, that's amazing. I really wanted to have this five track. Actually, it becomes six because there's like an introduction at the start where I'm quoting Alice in Wonderland like, it is what it is, you know, like, and anyway, let's go into it. <laughs> Rabbit hole. Oh, so I forgot to name the EP Introspective Illusions. Now, this came midway through writing it. Um, I hung out with a friend one night and was explaining to him the stories and the theme of the EP, and he helped me come up with the title, uh, Ross Misson. Um, Thanks, Ross. Um, So this was, let's start off with Rabbit Hole. It was looking inside myself and submitting myself to pop music, because this EP has a lot of pop in it, you'll hear. And... It sounds like the lyrics sort of hint that I'm talking about sex, but actually it was just like submitting myself, letting myself go, falling down the rabbit hole that is music. During this EP, I was going through depression for the second time in my life. And my only escape was music. And so rabbit hole was the introduction. The I love the instrumental to this. Wow, it's like bam. Um, and yeah. Basically, that's what Rabbit Hole is about. Although the bridge, if you've fallen for a whore, don't expect to become more. Uh, That was about my second boyfriend uh, from Sydney, Justin. Yeah, I really liked him uh, and he was fucking other people. That's just how it is. That's a long distance relationship. What was I thinking? I was was 22 when we met then, 23, yeah, yeah. But anyway, this EP, I released it when I was 24. So, sorry, 25. So, I was writing it during 24. Yeah. Oh my god, okay, so Invade is a great, fun, four-chord pop song. This song, Invade, is just a letting, um, letting the pop music invade my mind. So Rabbit Hole was about submitting to it, letting it come to you, and then Invade was letting the pop music take over, and you become pop music. So that's why it's got happy four-chord songs, um... It's about getting high <laughs> and just enjoying the night. It's kind of like Buzzy um, 2.0, I'd like to say. Yeah, this song is just about me living my pop fantasy, pop star fantasy. Um, the bridge, I'm literally being like, let's ignite, like, you know, just legalize marijuana in New Zealand. Um, and just letting yourself go, enjoying pop music. It is what it is. And I actually reused this instrumental um, this year for a project coming up. You'll see. <laughs> Oh, bitch. Okay, reality show. T. Now, I started to write the chorus of this song years before this, when I was probably like 21, um, with Zach, actually. Uh, we were going to release a duet together called Reality Show. And the original song was a bit more like cheesy, just us walking down the street thinking we're reality stars, like we're so cool, there's a camera everywhere we go, blah 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 and I needed to rewrite it and turn it into something that was relatable to me at 25 or 24 and yeah, here it is This song was a really interesting 
introspective look inside who I was at the time. So it was me like battling my own demons of who I identify as on the internet, in real life. The two were merging together by this point. And I was still insecure and I wanted to live as my alter ego, my persona, Patty Boy. I wanted that to be the real me. And so putting makeup on and clothes and just becoming fake, like the idea of that, like when you go out and it happens, you know, you go out to events, parties, whatever, everyone puts a certain amount of fakeness into their personality when they're talking to people, when they're gloating about their job or their career or da 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 everyone is to a certain degree fake, you know? You're real when you're with your friends and that's it. But when you go out, you do put up a facade and talk up things about your life. And so this song was just very that. Um, heavy, rock-sounding. Um, the chord progression I actually borrowed <laughs> from a Porcelain Black song. If there's any Porcelain Black fans out there, you may... Um, hear that but the chorus I did write many years beforehand and felt like at the time where I was in the middle I was you know 24 turning 25 quarter life crisis as they say I was just so confused about who I was and the song was like telling myself to find the easiest way through life and if that meant being fake and putting a face on so be it but it helped <laughs> I got through it and like living on social media posting via a camera onto Instagram like it, it happens today like influencers fake their posts their photos their videos people think that they're living this amazing life but behind that there are some secrets there's mental illness etc etc so Reality show was definitely me trying to live through a lens, live through a screen. That's where the fakeness comes from. It's me trying to live happily or fake my life. Expose ha or exposure um, was actually kind of a play on words. Expose ha, exposure. Um, to be honest, I can't pinpoint if the song is about one person or multiple people or just my experiences in relationships um a lot of metaphors going on in this song um about being in a relationship with someone and it's not everything that it seems you know the, the perfect picture to other people but behind the closed doors that person may be different um a lot of metaphors with people who over photoshop their photos and aren't who they seem and um the thing about the song is I love the production of it. I really love it. The breakdown is so good. So good. Um, so I'm really proud of that. And yeah, there's a lot of metaphors going on in those lyrics and painting the roses red again fits the Alice in Wonderland theme. And yeah, that's pretty much it I can say about this one. Okay, so the last song on the EP is, I keep saying this, it's like, oh, this is my favorite song. This is my favorite song. This one, RTD, a.k.a. Ready to Drink, like Drink Me, Alice in Wonderland, a.k.a. Ribbon Tied Dreams. 
which is also the theme song for my podcast. I have had a special connection with this song ever since I wrote it, and that's why I used it, because this podcast could mean anything. It's like my art pop, RTD, Ribbon Tide Dreams. Welcome to the world of me. <laughs> well... So this song, I had written the lyrics for the chorus and the title years before and had just been sitting on it because I wasn't sure what it was about, apart from RTD, which we know is ready to drink. It also was the metaphor for a ribbon-tied dream, which is something that's just handed to you. And in life... When things are handed to you, you don't learn lessons from that. You don't learn how to go out and earn it yourself. Success and happiness are two different things. You can something you can be given something, an RTD, a ribbon tied dream, something that's ready to drink. But you're not going to there's you're missing the journey in between. And so this song was about that to begin with. And it just evolved into this happy song about going into wonderland finding things for yourself i got my one of my best friends tanani to sing the chorus because he wanted to be on a song with me for so long and this seemed perfect because his vocals fitted the chorus perfectly and we worked together to find a really nice melody and i think with this i created the instrumental as well first because i love the euphoric kind of fantasy sound those nice synths and then you have these tom drums and oh it's a nice bop and this was the perfect way to end the ep introspective illusions which was delving deep inside me to figure out the illusions that exist how i can rewrite my stories via music which was the illusion and sadly this was the last song as patty boy um because then I didn't release music for four years. And this is because I was finding myself. Um, within this time, I discovered I was trans. I left Auckland for six months, came back, was transitioning, was just working, was enjoying life. I was hardly on my computer. I did a lot of drag. I was just enjoying life, going to parties, reconnecting with old friends, and... That's what I was doing um, up until the first song as Miss Gina, <laughs> which was a combination of two songs. Um, Disney ending, which I had written eight years earlier about my second boyfriend, which was kind of like a unicorn 2.0, but I never, I wrote the chorus, but never released it. And then Queen of the Castle, which I had written a couple of years earlier. So I had these two choruses for songs and there was a show coming up called Muses and I wanted to release my first single as Miss Gina. So within a month, I put them together, produced all the uh, stuff and then performed it live. Then a few months later, continued editing it and finally re released it as like this two-part song together. And yeah, I was really happy with how this turned out. Um, Disney ending was about wanting to have that happy fairy tale ending with someone um and then queen of the castle was about 
someone who was in my life a couple of years ago who I won't name because they were quite abusive and I don't want to give them the satisfaction of knowing the songs about them, but I think they do. Um, so the verses in those songs were definitely about going through abuse and overcoming being stupid and letting someone into your life who didn't who didn't deserve your love and attention. And then, yeah, the Queen of the Castle chorus is just like, I'm up here, I am so talented and I am so brave and I am so loved. I am a strong person. I don't need bullshit. And that was that. And the song was fun. Um, had sort of like this elements of like house music. Um, I'm really proud of the production on that song. And that's it. Wow. Happy music, New Zealand Music Month. Um, that's the main reason why I wanted to put this out. And just to like go through my songs say what they're about so they're cemented in history because yeah I may not be the best singer in the world or the best producer but I wrote all of those songs myself I produced all of them apart from a couple on my own I'm proud of that I'm 29 now I started writing these songs when I was 19 um had been writing since I was eight it's what I love doing and so Hopefully I can release more because I do have a few other songs that I want to put out. So that has been me talking about myself, talking about my art. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, until next time, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miss Gina. Follow me on social media, Gina across all social medias. Please become a patron on my Patreon because I need to keep paying for this podcast and I just don't have much money myself. And come to my next drag show whenever it may be. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. Hashtag free Britney. Hashtag Evie Oddly for the win. Hopefully she takes the crown. Um, that's all I've got to say. Bye.